listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. So we have a, a mutual friend who went to high school with Sean and, friend? and his friend Jake. Yes. Sean actually, Sean too. and Jake were the spirit commissioners in our high school. What? Um, Jake is a working wait, actor. Wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 wait. I didn't want, uh, why are you, I wanted to tell the story, but you're introing it really all creepy style. Wait, 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 wait. Sean and Jacob were both spirit commissioners. <laughs> Apparently, they also, led the I'm, rallies, I'm, apparently I'm Gary and Marshall everybody now. hated their faces. They would go to every game with the um, with the um, with the the pom poms. Sarah was so we went there the with the mascot suit. Sarah. We, we went back and forth, which is funny because he's really short and I'm really tall. So they'd be like, "Hey, the lion got smaller." <laughs> In the Sarah. middle of a football game. Yeah, Jake is like five foot four, and Sean is six six. Sarah, what's so. up? So Sean Jake's was a cheerleader. Jake's like five ten or something, Brian. It's not that. <laughs> Sean, were you a cheerleader? So Sean no. was a cheerleader. Were you pom poms for Jesus Christ? No, I was in the no, mascot. He, he suit. was the mascot. He was. The, he literally was the mascot. You had the big mascot. Thing he wore the big just for big yeah. games. I, wow. And then we had other kids. You that have did lost it. all your street cred. With yeah, me. dude. <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ. Okay, so the point of this is, <laughs> Jake and I, we were spirit commissioners. Mascots for and Jesus. And our senior year of high school, one of the things that student government had to do was to create an audio drama to scare the students into, of, not, uh, drinking, into yeah. not drinking for prom. It was audio? called the Sober Prom Rally. So we decided drama? to do this really fucked up like audio version of people go to a party, they get hammered, and then one of the girls decides she's going to drive home, and then she crashes and dies, and we even had like a drum sound for her heartbeat at the end, and then she, the girl died at the end. Oh and God. the whole fucking place is supposed to be like, oh, I'm not drinking. <laughs> now, now, a really important part of this story is I wasn't in town for this rally. Brian was, though. He was there. So, Jake and Brian are both there at this rally. Apparently, there's a girl who was in a drunk driving accident, and three of her friends died in that drunk driving accident like a month from when we did the sober prom rally. So, this girl faints in the middle of the sober prom rally and has to be, like, taken out. Now, first of all, I'd like to thank her for keeping everybody sober because if that doesn't fucking stop you from drinking at prom, then you're dead inside. Wow. Which is why I drank at prom because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but in this radio drama, there we play that fucking horrible Third Eye Blind song, you know. Do, 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 oh do, do. So yeah, every, I remember time, that. every time Jake hears this song, he calls me and has head. a funny voicemail about it. Mostly it's just like he'll say something funny and then he just plays the song. But the one that he left me last night, <laughs> considering the story that I just told you, needs to be heard. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Are we ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, yup. Editing together in Devin's basement. Never mind, it was his guest house. Yeah, we made a girl pass out because her friends were murdered. Yeah, sorry, don't get it on your shirt. Now it's time to face your worst waking nightmare. All your friends are dead. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Right in the head <laughs> by a tree. All your friends are dead, and now you are real dead. 
Just like you. That's so terrible. That is bad. <laughs> I think yeah. there's a certain point where you're laughing at it's just pure shock yeah. and, and not so much finding it funny. Yeah. Um, Damn, dude. Yeah, like like I said with, with Schindler's list. <laughs> oh Jesus my god. Christ. The Jews. It's funny because Jake's Jewish, so that was his stab back for doing uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's a gentile uh, it's funny because he's jewish and just, earlier it was funny because people actually died Sean, That's, i think you're that had, that had no, no i'm not broken i'm just that has nothing to do with movies sean and no. on that note welcome to nerds on film ladies and gentlemen i am brian moriarty i'm sarah ashley i'm roxy noberry i'm sean moriarty and i refuse to apologize Okay. Je refuse. I refuse. <laughs> so I, I, I'm trying uh, to find you a scarf so you can like throw it over your shoulder and then walk out, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so what's everybody seen lately? Ooh. Um. What have I? Oh, I saw Finding Dory. How oh, was yep, it? I saw that too. It has, yeah. It was way better than it has any right to be. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And actually, I was crying a couple times. You cry a lot. That though. Brian, that should be on the goddamn poster. It's way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> <laughs> the people would be like, well, "Oh shit, all right." Well, like, I mean, the opening of the movie, it definitely slants it more toward people with disorder. Oh. And she even says, her parents are teaching her when she's a little baby fish what to say to people when. She repeats things. She Baby said, fish is such a cute idea. Yeah. So she says, hi, I'm Dory and I have short term memory loss. Aww. Like, it's the first thing that she says. And it's the the girl that got to play little Dory is the unbelievably voice is, the cute. The voice is so voice freaking is adorable. Yeah. Unbelievably adorable. Aww. And they the because of they make the baby eyes way bigger. Yeah. Uh, like they do for like the, for a crush as for a little or a crush's kid. Um, yeah. It's it's. So it captures the emotion so well. And also so many great gags, like the fact that Dory yeah. speaks whale comes into play. The person she learned whale from, Aww. you end up meeting her in this movie, which That's is so like cute. hilarious. And also they do the, um, there's a funny bit where Ty Burrell plays a, uh, a whale who is known for, a humpback a beluga, whale. It's a beluga, beluga whale. whale. who's known for his echolocation. <laughs> so he basically just goes, mm, and that, that's how he like gains his extra sight. <laughs> and it's, it's actually when he actually figures out how to make it work, it's pretty fun. I love Ty Burrell, so I'll definitely. Yeah, be I'm not going to spoil yet. any of the movie other than that, but it's That's um, awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, good for you. It was really, really mm. damn cute, and yeah, there were tears in the theater that I saw too from the mm. six-year-old girl who was sitting in the row behind us. But Aww. you know. Brian, that's cool if you cried too. <laughs> I got a little, oh, please, I just my got girlfriend cried as well. Of, I got so teary-eyed because of how innocent they made little Dory look with the big eyes. Yeah. yeah. And that child's voice, whoever the actor was, I was like, I feel so bad for you. I yeah. feel so fucking bad for you. It was really yeah. cute. I freaking loved the, well, octopus. Septopus. Yeah. Septopus. Because yeah. he lost, septopus. A, yeah. lost a tentacle. But um, he was, oh my god, it was so freaking good. I, the voice acting and it was superb. Was it good? Yeah, the visuals were just as good as... Classic Pixar, huh? Yeah. It was, it was pretty spectacular. Awesome. So... Uh, it's there funny that Brian mentioned earlier that it, it was going towards how people with disorder and feeling sorry for them and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is being serious again, like much like Inside Out and other movies have done. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it and I was like, but wait, they fucking totally make fun of the seal that's a little off, Gerald. Oh, Gerald! Yeah. 
Get off the rock, Gerald! And I'm like, I was like, how can you be making fun of the obviously developmentally challenged seal, but then like, like championing people with short-term memory loss? Well, I mean, they, uh, what was it? The the bird, uh, Rebecca, was it? Yeah, Rebecca, yeah, yeah, she was just. Tina, or wait, is it Tina? No. No, it was Rebecca. It was Rebecca. The, the... I'm sorry, I just watched Napoleon Dynamite. The other I was going to say, that's a llama. Wait, all the birds look like that, though. Yeah, all yeah, the... but, but she's a little... Well, all but crazy. The, but she looked like the bird looks in reality. They just yeah. made her. They made Eat her the more food, realistic. Tina. Exactly. Yeah, the, her her feathers were a little bit more in disarray, and she was a little less grateful or graceful. She was just like a little crazy. It's kind <laughs> of like me, actually. Yeah. It was really. It was a really really good movie, though. Everybody should go see it. It was great, and I will say that Pixar. I know that they are reluctant to do sequels. I mean, obviously they're part of the Disney umbrella, and that tends to be a little bit of pressure from the outside that's given to them. So they haven't always done sequels. Great cars too, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think this is one like in the realm of like Toy Story, where it like it absolutely stands Holds up, up with stands, the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. good. That's good. What have you seen, Sarah? Uh, so I saw Finding Dory. Um, I also saw Tarzan. Oh, do really? tell, do tell. How were his uh, his? Pets? Not Disney Tarzan. This is the Alexander Skarsgård. No, no, no. Yeah, and not Casper Van Dien douchebag Tarzan. No, no, no. no. Sarah, Ale- Sarah, give me, give me what's important. How was his body? So hot. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's all I need to know. I there were some parts there where I was like, I because I went and I saw it with my boyfriend. And I was like <laughs> looking over at him and I'm like elbowing him like I'm like pointers. <laughs> do this do that thing that moment's hot just so you know I'm, do that thing <laughs> he if you've seen true blood you've seen pretty much everything and I've probably ne- more than i've what never you've seen, seen true blood oh okay. i've seen it I okay. it's a lot of dongs sarah you, you should watch it okay <laughs> well um anyway dongs so and blood yeah vampire dongs Lots so vampire uh dongs. eye candy aside mm-hmm. and some parts that made uh Made my loins quiver. Oh. Um, there were uh, it was it was fun. It yeah. was fun. It wasn't great. Um, Christoph Waltz is always amazing, especially why as a would, villain. Why would he do that? You think? Wow, paycheck. Yeah, probably paycheck. Yeah. Um, He's won two Oscars. I am anyway. going to make play. a living as an. Actor. I mean, it's here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's a Tarzan story, so it's gonna still have a lot of the tropiness stuff. So you still yeah. have the white savior white savior complex yeah. thing going on, even though they tried to make it slightly better by having um, Samuel L. Jackson in there as like a sidekick who has just as much skin in the game, who's wanna, also kind of on a mission too. If you want to ever want to make a movie legit, all you need is you know Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Um, I want to be in motherfucking Tarzan! <laughs> evening out the story! Uh, Margot Robbie was in it as the as Jane and... Yeah. You know they, Joe, you like, Jane. they try they try to make her less damsel and distressy by yeah, like good. like doing the same thing that they always do where they're like, Oh, well we have to appease the feminists, so we'll make her a sassy damsel in distress. Oh. Make her like like give her her own attempt to run away, but then of course she gets captured again. Like so she's still a damsel in distress. They're just doing <sighs> the quote unquote strong female persona kind of thing. Right. You know? Um, so there, there's certain parts where you're just like, okay, this is very tropey. There's nothing new. It may be a little tone deaf in some areas, mm. but it's fun. Mm. It's you know what they did movie. do that I applaud them for huh. is going based on the description of what Tarzan looks in the book and making him a freckled, pale, white nightmare like he is in there. <laughs> like he's yeah. so much paler. They usually tan him up and make him yeah. like he's out in the sun. But no, <laughs> nuh-uh. Yeah. They no, didn't no. like the book. They did. Yeah. And actually, yeah. and what I will say that I did like about this movie is they, they totally pulled a hook on this movie. Yeah. So you you meet Tarzan and he is he has been living in England. He has gone back to his father's home country and taken his father's title again. So he is 
he is Lord John Clayton or whatever. And then it's like, no, you have to go back to the jungle. And he's like, fine, I'll go back. And then he like kind of goes back and like slowly reincorporates himself back into the jungle kind oh, of thing. So that's interesting. So they they like I said, they do it like the hook perspective where yeah. like Peter's all grown up. Well, Tarzan has got. But then they do that with the one that Christopher Lambert, uh, Christopher Lambert was uh, when he played uh, Tarzan. I don't I don't know. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's it, if anything, it's, it takes away from the whole origin story trope. Yeah, I mean, and they've got plenty of flashbacks to his origin story mm-hmm. in it. Um, but we all know that story of Tarzan so yeah. very well. So yeah, I mean, the they've done I've it. never seen yeah. that one, Brian, the one with um, yeah. French Steven Seagal. I um, want to know, can you show me? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I actually was saying, like, when I left this movie, me. I was like, it was okay. Tell me more. Could have used some more Phil Collins, though. Uh, let, me, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me look up the... Just stop uh, your crying. Because it's not called Christ. Tarzan. <laughs> um, first off, there's, there was actually, I mean, they did when they did all the Tarzan movies in the 50s and 60s, Maybe even forties. Um, they they have done films that involve Tarzan being fully educated and accustomed to human life, mm-hmm. but Gorilla. still being present. But still being present <laughs> in the jungle. Mm-hmm. So oh. like it wasn't just the Tarzan Jane thing. Like they've actually had layered Tarzan movies where he was speaking fluent English. Mm. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So I do also me, find it really Tarzan, interesting though that Tarzan. You, Jane. I do That's find how it, he said it really interesting though that Tarzan learned English from Jane. Jane's an American in this movie, and yet he still has an English accent. Mm. So that makes no sense to me. Um, this makes no sense. So I think. Let me see here. So there's of recent uh, one. I think it was Greystroke, Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Gray, is what it was what? called. Uh, Greystoke, Greystoke, because okay, that's what oh. that's. I think that's the <laughs> like, yeah. The poor he's, the, he's the Earl of Greystoke. He's the Earl of Greystoke. Oh. Um, Greystroke. <laughs> yeah, and it says yeah, John Clayton Tarzan. Um, Greystroke is the name of elder porn. Oh, Does he ever yeah. go back to uh, the Castle Greystroke and fight Skeletroke? <laughs> what? Castle Grayskull, Skeletor, um, He Man, uh, yeah. and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Did anyone see this? There was apparently a a 2013. Tarzan movie with Kellen Lutz as Tarzan. Oh, nope. Yeah. Oh yeah, who's that person? Good old Kellen, Kellen Lutz. Lutz. Uh, he's he's also kind of a like male sex symbol. He was one of the Twilight vampires. He was, he was the male stripper oh. in Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah. He was Emmett Cullen in the mm-hmm. Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. I only know that because I'm pulling up his IMDb right now. <laughs> yeah, oh sure, you don't. Brian is a twihard. He's, he's a twi extra. He's lying. Hard. He doesn't have. He doesn't have IMDb up right now. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, he doesn't. No, you guys are not lo- at all. Bold faced liars. Not at all. He's <laughs> totally obsessed. All with right, let's life. move on from fucking Tarzan, please. <laughs> yes. Um, what have you seen, Roxy? I fell asleep during BFG. <laughs> oh. So I actually bought a ticket with all good intentions and completely lost interest after they incorporated the Queen of England into this storyline. Well, naturally they would. Somehow <laughs> got her involved in advocating for the rights of giants. And I mean, oh. I'm with her. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, you and your giantism is, is a whole nother situation. This was some like freaky deaky giant shit. I don't know. It was really weird and and fantastical and I don't know. I I lost. There were corgis in it at one point. From what I remember, I blacked out. All I remember wow. was corgis and then them drinking this like green fizzy juice that made them all fart a bunch. And like they made the Queen of England fart. A bunch I mean, too, it's a Roald Dahl book, so it's yeah. gonna be kind of fantastical and silly and well, everything like that. Ben Kingsley as the giant was nice. Oh, good. He did a good job. It was you know CGI to hell and Kingdom Come, but well, yeah, because yeah. 
you know, they're not going to like Lord of the Rings tech the whole thing. Exactly. But I think it's awesome he gets to play a giant because Ben Kingsley barely comes up to my knee in real life. <laughs> there was a Tarzan where Bo Derek played Jane. Oh my what? God, Brian, let it go. Let it go. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> let sorry. it go. Brian's going into a Tarzan vortex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down so, the rabbit hole. I'm swinging in the jungle vine right now. So I actually walked out. Of BFG. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yeah, I walked out. I'm sorry, Did Steven you get your Spielberg. money back when you walk out early? You get your money back. Um, it's got to be within the first 15 minutes. Yeah, no, because I, I, I what? happened is I fell asleep, so I, I woke up like maybe an hour and 15 into it. Yeah, you can't, you can't have, I mean, I usually, it's with, if it's less than halfway through the movie, it's usually okay, yeah. but. It was bad. It was really bad, you guys. That's interesting. Know. Rotten Tomatoes is giving it a 72. Yeah, I give That's it a because 27. Steven Spielberg has people with guns at the heads of those people right now. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like he just lines up his Oscars. <laughs> but I will say this. I was on the plane to Each London. Each of these Oscars is an explosive. <laughs> and actually, this was on my way back from London to SFO. I got the chance to watch a few films. I checked out um, the uh, In the Heart of the Sea, I believe is what it's called. This is Christopher um, Hems- Chris Hemsworth film. Basically, it's the telling of Moby Dick. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It was what was the basis for Moby Dick. Yeah. yeah the basis yeah. of Moby Dick, the backstory and all that. Um, really, 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 really boring, actually. And really um, anticlimactic, unfortunately. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my my uh, my Hemsworth. I love that man. But uh, I got to see some good Hemsworth uh, action, as it were. But really boring, really undisappointing. Um, the Big Short. Holy shit. I finally checked oh, it out. Great movie, right? How was it? Yeah. Fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, the big yeah. short. Holy shit, man. So good. So good. Um, and then I saw Frankenstein. So, uh, not Vic. No, no. I think it was called Victor Frankenstein. Um, basically, it was the James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe uh, 2015 film of Frankenstein and Igor uh, teaming up. Oh, okay. So, that one didn't. That one got a, was very, very small. I don't even think it got a. No, release. it was really poorly reviewed. I I, I stopped watching it halfway because it oh, okay. got boring. Um, yeah. I mean, it, unfortunately, my 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 t- my film viewing experience on this flight was really kind of a mixed bag of experiences. Bummer. I will say, unfortunately, those two films pretty underwhelming. The Big Short completely delivered. I'm really glad I finally got to check that out. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I've seen that's kind of worth mentioning. Holy shit, the uh, season finale of Outlander was fucking fantastic. So was the season finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, We've all gone through that together. Yeah. Sean? So I saw Finding Dory 2. It's the only thing I've seen in the theaters very recently. Mm. Uh, since X-Men. Men, men. Sorry. Apocalypse. <laughs> but uh, so about a month ago, I realized I had never seen this show that everybody was talking about that was a cartoon called Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah, my God. Burgers. And I hadn't seen any of it. And that what? was a month ago. And now I've finished all five seasons. <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome to Earth, Sean. <laughs> Welcome to Bob's Burgers is great. Season two of My Flash, favorite show of all time. Bob's Burgers. Well, oh no, God. because Bob's Burgers is something that you can put on and just watch three episodes of as you're going to sleep. The Flash takes mm-hmm. all of my attention and and, you know. That's oh. fair because I put on Family Guy when I just want to like yeah. have noise. Exactly. So yeah. Bob's Burgers, I turned into my like I fall asleep <laughs> to it, then I go back if I missed an episode rack. that played while I was asleep. Because yeah. fuck yeah. Netflix for doing that. You should be able to monitor my breathing like that other app on my phone and know that I'm passed out. <laughs> and that's <laughs> right. seriously. I um, I think yeah. with Thirty Rock though, because Sarah was just mentioning that, I think that one requires a little bit of more attention because it's got some really really tight jokes i've seen it, it so many times that now it's like back oh, okay so yeah. i'm actually working my way through 30 rock right oh, now. oh nice. yeah no i've seen 
30 Rock and Parks and Rec yeah. like two or three times over. Same thing with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Those are all the things yeah. I fall asleep to. Oh, and The League. I'm the on, League um, just ended, yeah. too. I'm, so. on, uh, I'm on season six. Okay. So she's just met Chris. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chris Sean, Cross. Sean, which, uh, which of the seasons of Bob's Burgers did you like the most, do you think? Which one do you think? Was oh man, I honestly liked the fifth season because it Me just too. got such a bigger like spectrum of what they were doing and crazy yes. shit. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Season six, dude, it just ended. It's even better. Yeah, they the first so few seasons, bigger. it's just like, all right, everybody on their street hates them except for Mort and, and Teddy, <laughs> and, and Teddy. then like that's just what other shenanigans can they get out on the street? But then and one Mr. of my Fish first the turning point episode, one of my favorite ones is where Linda just has like the worst day ever. Yeah, her birthday. Gets, yes. Yeah, stuck at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. and then she has to go to the fucking chalk yeah. art festival. And yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> she has her BM in the pier. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Well, my fav- in the PM. And I like how Bob at the end of that's like, you have a like, you're a, like a different person than I thought. You're, I, there's <laughs> like, a whole weird life of yours I didn't life. know about, and it's kind of sexy. My favorite episode from that season was, I think, the season uh, premiere of when they did uh, the Die Hard musical. Yes. So it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was the, t- <laughs> the Die Hard musical and the Working Girl musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. the Working Girl musical together. Yeah, Die Hard Girl or something like yeah, that. I forget what so it's called. So freaking but funny. It's so fucking great. <laughs> yes, okay, so that's pretty. What about, wait, Brian, did you already say? You already said. Yeah, I said Finding Dory. So we all said it. We all we did. Kind of, We've all seen some good shit. We've all have seen. I mean, I also saw The Good Dinosaur recently, finally. Oh, yeah, it's so sad. Good. It was cute. It was really, really mm. sad. Did, did you think it was yeah. kind of long in the middle? Uh, no. Like, it kind of lost momentum for me a little I bit. I think The Good the Dinosaur was that Pixar movie for kids who were like, all right, is your life fucked up? Now we're going to show you a dinosaur's life that's <laughs> fucked up. Right, exactly. I was kind of... Um, yeah, I saw that recently. I well. mean, aside from the fact that there was, like, the little Lion King ripoff moment, <laughs> um, yeah. but I, it, it, was, it was good. I thought it was nice. It wasn't, yeah. like, obviously one of the best Disney yeah, movies, it wasn't but... Great. It but it great. was it it was cute and had a nice message and I got I got a little choked up yeah. and here and there and I liked the little like dog relationship that he had with the boy. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it really ripping off when it's the parent company who did it? Like, it's one story ripping off another story. So yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I would just say it's bar it's a borrowed or a recycled nah, trope or whatever. It, to me, it felt a little more like a ripoff, but I okay. don't know. It just uh, yeah. Anyway, it was okay. It was cute. Mm. It wasn't like the best, but it yeah. was cute. Okay, let me ask you guys this. Um, Which reminds me that West Side Story is a total ripoff, <laughs> you know, of you know, Romeo and Juliet. You know what? Actually, I saw it just um today. What? I didn't think I was gonna like this movie at all, but Vanessa wanted to watch what? it. What? What? Connie and Carla. What? Yeah, this was Nia Bordalos's follow-up. Yeah, producing uh, as a producer uh, actor after she had made it in yeah, the. It's her and Tony Collette, right? Her and Tony Collette. Oh, and for yeah. somebody who just likes show tunes, huh. it's actually really well written, very very funny, and very much about like being okay with who you are. Hmm. So the, it's the premise is very much it's a little bit of like um, some like it hot and Victor Victoria put nice. into one. These women are lounge singers. They're dinner theater performers at this small dinner theater in Chicago that's by the airport. And they witness uh, their their boss gets murdered. And they witness it. And they, they the cops are in on it, so they have to go on the run. And they end up going to L.A. because they figured that's the furthest away from thing away. And there's no culture there. They, couldn't find, they wouldn't <laughs> find us there. And they end up basically working as drag performers in uh, a gay club. Mm. Um, and so that's the Victor Victoria element to it. 
Um, and there's definitely tropes from that too. Like she falls, in, one of the characters falls in love with a straight guy who thinks that she's a man dressed as a woman who's gay and all that, Shit. all the above stuff. So very, um, very interesting in that regard. Um, it's a funny, it, there's lots of great callbacks. There's lots of them doing Jesus, Jesus Christ Superstar is hilarious because mm-hmm. like Tony Collette puts on like the beard and be, oh and plays God. Jesus, <laughs> but they, she still got the drag makeup on nice. underneath that. So it's just like the imagery is very, very funny. That's very funny. funny. Yeah. Isn't that actress, uh, though, the one that did my big fat Greek wedding, isn't she doing yeah. the, my big fat Greek wedding too? Yeah, yep. that, that yeah, came out came already. Out. Did yeah. that come out already? Yeah, yeah that's sequel. come and gone. It's the, my parents' big fat Greek wedding yeah how did, did anybody no, it's my big fat greek wedding too what so did... whatever yeah but it's basically it's but that's what the premise is it's yeah. it's her parents have to get married because they're apparently their marriage license was never actually signed. sham yeah it's the big greek sham yeah those are the greeks for you mm. did anybody always fucking catch up any wind of how that one was did you hear that dino nah. i didn't um no I, I haven't seen it um i probably will have watched it eventually what i love is that her so nia Vardalos is married to the actor and comedian ian gomez mm-hmm. and so because of that he she always finds a way to put him in the movie mm-hmm. and his character in this movie is just this very like monotone like not in touch with his feelings kind of guy named stanley <laughs> i thought as it was it's just it's it's clever how they make they they work with each other and they get that mm-hmm. going and apparently the movie was so low budget that um a lot of the drag queens in the movie are real life drag queens and they actually brought their own like wardrobe and no wigs. drag queens were hurt during the making of this film. <laughs> Thank God uh, for that. To, they brought in. Uh, they were basically they were rented for the purposes of the film so that they would have <laughs> material. Wait, the drag queens us. were rented? <laughs> no, they're the people wigs. too. The you wigs. can't buy and sell people. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Drag queens are no, us. no, 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 no. The wigs, the wigs were rented. The wigs <laughs> and the wardrobe oh, were right. rented. Right, you phrased that so wrong. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. English is is uh, is my first language. I promise. <laughs> Um, English is hard for me. I know it, it, it is hard for me sometimes. <laughs> am job. <laughs> I, I am did new, a great impression of a hot dog. I am new to this country, um, <laughs> but uh, so that's actually a union rule. If you if you bring your own, um, well, it is, for, it is for stage union. I don't know if it is for SAG. If you bring your own wardrobe and makeup, they have to kind of like throw you a little extra money, uh-huh. basically, in order for that. Oh my God! Have you guys seen what we do in the shadows? Mm-mm. Oh my god, you guys have Nobody to Nobody fucking... sees what I do in the shadows, Ross. Shut up, Sean. Oh, wait. Okay, it's on HBO. It's a mockumentary about vampires. And oh. it's nice. directed by and written by Jermaine Clement and his co-writer um, is this really great New Zealander. He's a new newer director. He's actually got helmed to direct, I think, um, the new Thor film. Nice. Thor Ragnarok. Um, oh my god, one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. It's basically an homage to any Christopher Guest film you've ever seen. Nice. But okay. Completely independent from Christopher Guest. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. holy shit. It's basically about these four, I think, yeah, one, two, three, yeah, yeah, four vampire roommates in modern day New Zealand. Oh my God. <laughs> and each vampire is from a different era. <laughs> so you have, like, you know, the 17th century dandy vampire. You have the uh, Vladimir the Impaler or Vladislav the Impaler vampire. Um, you, <laughs> you have the fairly modern vampire, and then you have like the straight up like, <laughs> like the Twilight sparkly no, vampire. No, you have the fucking like um, uh, Nosferatu. The, Nosferatu vampire. <laughs> he's just like a bat creature. He's basically. in the basement, and he's the most terrifying fucking thing you've ever seen. Oh my but god! You love him. He's like the most loved vampire of all of that them. That sounds hilarious. You, guys, you have to fucking see this movie. It's I haven't okay. laughed this hard. What oh we do god. in the shadows. Okay. Okay, all right. All right. I fucking guarantee you will laugh your ass off because they have this whole thing where they have this run in with these werewolves. 
It's always the vampires and the werewolves. God so, damn you, Underworld. Yeah. But they're not werewolves. They're, they're not. They're, he goes, he goes, <laughs> because the vampires piss off the werewolves so much that the werewolves can't help but get riled up. And it's just like the leader is um, played by the guy who plays their manager in Fight of the Concords. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reese, uh, Reese Darby. Darby. Yeah, yeah he's Darby. hilarious. He goes, you guys, we're not hey, werewolves. Everybody. Yeah, hey, everybody. Painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're not swearwolves, we're werewolves. Oh my god. <laughs> so is it are, are the other actors from Fly the Concords the other vampires in it? Um the other vampires they might have had cameos in okay. Fly the Concords, but they're on their own comedians oh and like god. really great. That just, sounds just so like, funny. Oh my god, that you does, guys. Oh that sounds really great. I also started to watch The Dresser. <gasps> yes! Oh, the, the remake with Anthony Hopkins with and Anthony Ian McKellen, Hopkins. right? Yeah, yeah. I did get a chance to finish it because I had guests coming over, but Dude. it was like how Ian, was it? Ian McKellen is just he's perfect, right? He's so perfect. Oh god, I bet. Oh. He just the way he like is just fires off this dialogue, and yeah. he doesn't have like a typical Ian McKellen he was accent. Born for that role. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> have a typical Ian McKellen accent because he's like kind of a little bit more like lower class kind of Brit type yeah. thing, and yeah, and he just and he goes so rapid fire with these stories, and of him basically just trying to deal with Anthony Hopkins like slowly <laughs> losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> And, like, wow. him keeping himself, like, trying to keep Anthony Hopkins afloat and at the same time trying to, like, keep everybody in the company from realizing how off the rails Anthony Hopkins is. Aww. It's, like, crazy. I love it. It was really, it was, like, just the first, I saw the first half of it and I was like, damn, this is good. Definitely yeah. feels like a play, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I actually well, saw the play. play version. Yeah, I know it's a play, but, yeah. like, the it feels like a play that they just filmed. Yeah, and so. it's also, I mean, there was an original version of the movie made in, like, the late 80s, early 90s with Albert Finney as the okay. Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. character. I saw the stage adaptation at the San Jose Rep back in, like, 2011, mm-hmm. um, and it's a long, long piece. It's but long, yeah. whoever plays the dresser, I mean, they have to carry that. They, ha- that they have to carry the so whole thing. I'm really glad thing. to hear that he could do that. And no. he's just he's just pulling this out and he's so bloody charming oh, it's, it's really funny because i remember l- you bring that up about his him and that is that um brian singer talked about working with him for the first time in apt pupil when he was playing kurt dusander and he said there was something really amazing about the realization he had about the kind of actor he is because yeah. he was in his makeup he was in he was in the full costume and everything for dusander uh, and he was, they were in between takes and he just like something, he was looking at him, he's like something didn't feel right. Something didn't, something didn't about him didn't feel the character. It didn't just, it didn't, it was weird. Like he uh-huh. looked different in some ways. Okay. He, said. he looked different. Right. And it took him a long time for him to realize that it actually, it wasn't that he looked physically different. It's that the way he was portraying the character was so solid that it was like he became a totally different person. That's awesome. And it was like, it spoke to, that's how good of an actor he is. is yeah. Even though you can see it's Ian McKellen, you completely believe that this is somebody else completely. Yeah. Um, and so much so that I had to use the word completely twice in that last sentence. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, it's absolutely true. He like, mm-hmm. he, he does just transform, like Johnny Depp does too. When he's doing actual like art films and not trying to play like, you know the paycheck movies. You're were... shrinking, Gilbert. Right. Um, <laughs> like he. I could have drowned it. Like when Johnny Depp turns into Hunter S. Thompson. Or when he uh, yeah. the when he was Whitey Bulger in Black Bulger. Mass was uh, he was that was fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Black yeah. Mass was fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, he got snubbed. Snubbed. 
Well, that's awesome. I really want to see. It. I know Vanessa wants to see that too. Yeah, it's on demand. Speaking so. of Black Mass, I bought that movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> really, you loved it that it much? It was on. Huh? Yeah, it automatic. Like it didn't come out that long ago, but I was at this store in uh, um, northern New Mexico that's right over the border from Colorado that. I found that is like the last bastion of a store that still sells like a combination of records, comics, figures, movies, and like t-shirts. Nice. Oh, no shit. That's and cool. uh, they had it on sale for like seven ninety nine. the huh. Blu-ray. Right on. Lightly used. Lightly. Oh. It was already used? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, awesome. check this out. This place still rents out DVD, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. They still have oh. a rental program. So once they're done, like once they have the rentals go down on something, they sell the rental versions of them. Oh. I love the fact that there's still a store that sell rent, sells like physical copies. Oh, I know. That's so great. It's so Out nostalgic. here in the Old West. We're mm. still, we're not giving it up. I just, dude, I just realized that, holy shit, Ian McKellen's going to be Cogsworth in the new Beauty and the Beast movie. Yep. I'm yeah. so excited for that. Perfect the, voice casting seriously. ever. Oh my God. Ewan McGregor can voice anything as far as I'm concerned. Say Ewan McGregor. For for he's playing um, Lumiere, isn't he? Oh, he's, is, is he, he doing really? Lumiere? Yeah, you know, McGregor. Shut up! Yeah, no, I swear to God. But he's got that charming smile yeah. that, like, if he looks, you know, if they put that on a candelabra, sure. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! My wax. You didn't know that? No, yeah, I love I you. I swear to you, I swear it's Ian McGregor. Uh, Aaron McGregor so and, much oh my god and you said you said Ian McKellen right Ian McKellen yep yeah I'm gonna look that up yep. and, and uh, Gaston is being played by um, Vern Troyer I think <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit of a different version of the character oh you're such a dick you are so goofy actually, yeah let's it's look gonna be Ian McKellen and Ian McGregor uh, Luke Evans is playing Gaston actually nice um, I don't know who this Dan Stevens guy is but he's Dan playing Dan Stevens the is from Downton Abbey Oh okay. He's playing the beast. I'm just wondering, so are they they're doing the musical version, right? Male. This is not just mm-hmm. they're doing it as musical or no? I don't know. I believe they're doing They're it, probably uh, doing the live action maybe. movie where they do a couple of the songs like they have like been they doing with, with all the other ones. Yeah, it's yeah. basically going to be like Cinderella where they didn't do any of the songs. They're going to do homages I think too. They're not going to yeah. do any of them. In the score they possibly. didn't they didn't do any of the songs in Cinderella. No. The only no, songs but they did they them in um they did two of them in Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle Book, yeah. But that was kind of incorporated into the scene. It wasn't necessarily Yeah, and Beauty and the Beast, like, the music is such a huge part of it. You're, they're going to have to do a couple of the songs. We'll the see. only one that was a full Are they not doing number. it at all? Are we sure? I don't know. I think the okay. only one that was truly like in th- that was like fully like this is a musical number was the way they set up um Be Like You. The King Louis King Louis yeah, number Yeah, but basically. that was kind of like King uh, mm. I thought the way that it was done was really well. Like it wasn't necessarily like song break and then yeah. movie. It was like movie. It was like a song in a movie. Well, and it, it advanced it the story really forward well. like it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with that. I, li- I think if they did it the way they did it in Cinderella, where it was like the only song that was ever really done was um, when she's singing up in the attic. Right. There's yeah. just like little suggestions. Yeah. Of, obviously, the mice were right, called back right. to if the. It's done like that. I'd I'd be happy uh, for Beauty and the Beast, but they don't necessarily have to do. Maybe maybe for for a tale you know uh, when uh, they do their first dance. You know, oh right, so Mrs. Potts. Tale as old as tale. Yeah. So Ian McGregor is gonna be Lumiere. And Love it. Ian McKellen is going to be Cogsworth. And, and Emma Thompson's going to be Mrs. Potts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. gonna that's great. It's going to be awesome. Gonna be uh, awesome. And Josh Gad's going to be LeFou. So the thing is that a lot of these people can sing. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, Emma Thompson played Mrs. Lovett in London. Dude, Audra McDonald's going to be in this, too. So maybe this will be a musical Ooh. version. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm happy either way. Dude, Coven Klein as Maurice. 
Crazy yes. old Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, oh my god, that's awesome. Who I'm afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous, a dangerous pastime? I know. I know. <laughs> Ryan, we talked about this. We have to give you the okay to start singing again. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually I almost played Gaston. Really? I was called back for Gaston and oh, the Beast in a production oh. of Beauty and the Beast. Is it because of your chest hair? Uh, I think so. Yes. I think so too. <laughs> I, they didn't see my chest. We want yeah, you to but... jump against this Velcro wall with no but shirt on. Like, Whoever sticks this guest on. But they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have needed to give me any additional hair, or and they would have. I just would have worked out like crazy. It's so like no, they would have just mo- like put the, the, the grow out the back hair, and they would have combed it into a ponytail to make your ponytail <laughs> look bigger, faster. All right, everybody. Predictions for season, the next season of Game of Thrones. What's Pred- predictions? Uh, oh, I don't want. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not having this conversation. No, can't do no. That I don't watch because it yet. I know potential spoilers, so I don't want to get into uh, it because okay. I don't want to ruin things for Wait, people. Wait, so you like know somebody or something? Forget Sarah. No, I just I've I've only seen there's... like half of season one, and I want to go through yeah. it. I just haven't had the time. And yeah, it's an we can't we can't spoil things for Sean. Yeah, no. so yeah, we'll leave it. Yeah, Fine. Sean. We'll, when you catch up, we'll oh, geek yeah. out. Oh, yeah, Sean, I forgot that you had just kind of gotten started in it. Never mind. No, okay. no, I started it like three years ago and then like fell off. Got bored. Because the Why HBO Go information from a friend who will remain nameless stopped oh. working. And what? And I kind of just got lazy about it. And now there's oh. five extra seasons. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> got a little nervous. It's like what happened with Breaking Bad. Oh, I still haven't yeah. finished that shit either. Me neither, dude. You I just got burned really? out. You guys Are we doing that? another confessions of shit that I should have yeah. seen? <laughs> I know, right? I couldn't finish Breaking Bad because it was just too intense and I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, I, when, yeah. I, when I was done watching Breaking Bad, I was like, well, there are certain shows that I will go back and rewatch. This is not one of them. Nope. I'm good. This <laughs> yeah. I've seen this story. I've gone through all the ups and downs. I am solid on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. I mean, you, you can't. You can only go through that much torture yeah. that many times. I did, I did see the series. Uh, series finale of Penny Dreadful. They ended that show. I have just about to finish season one because it got okay. on Netflix. Yeah. So how was it? Uh, no, they, they finished it. It's a series yeah, finale, Yeah, it's a series right? finale. Yeah. yeah, so it's done. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Season one is really good. Season two, less good. Really? Yeah, but that's okay. Like, if you hang in there. Yeah. Season um, three is better. Season three is better, but I feel like it... I don't know if I feel fully satisfied with how it wrapped up. I feel mm. like the season kind of ended a little too quickly, but mm. I just the tone of yeah. the show, yeah. this dark, ominous tone of the show, and like there are some scenes in it that are absolutely gorgeous. Like there's yeah. one scene, um, I think it's in the second season, between um, I can't say anything without spoiling it, oh, but shit. it happens at Dorian Gray's house. <gasps> oh shit! And it is intense and disgusting and beautiful at the same time and so like there's so much about this show that was like artistically impeccable that it was a fun ride i'm really happy you just described most of my orgasms so i'm kind (laughs) of in now (laughs) (laughs) i'm really happy for what this show did for josh harnett's career yeah like it kind of legitimized him again gave him a little gave him a little comeback a little more depth yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, well i think that his his um Shit, what was I saying? His kind of like departure from the limelight was self-imposed. I don't... Oh yeah, no, but I think he's always been looked at as this leading man, like heartthrob, yeah. and never necessarily a serious actor. Yeah, like, he's a nineties like the yeah. cute guy from the faculty in Pearl Harbor. Oh god, the faculty. <sighs> god, I fucking love the faculty. He's fucking tweaking, man, and a fucking tweak. <laughs> I remember watching. I, I loved I, him in uh, Lucky Number Eleven, though. I oh, heard that yeah. was a great movie. Was, I haven't seen it, but I heard Black Dahlia was good. Black Dahlia. Have you ever was seen a really good. weird movie with him called Wicker Park? Yes. No. With him Fucking and Rose Byrne. Wicker Park was hot. 
That's <gasps> one of my fiance's favorite movies, and it's not great. It's just really uncomfortable the whole time. And oh, it's, yeah. it, Brian, Brian especially doesn't like things like this. That's one of the reasons he doesn't dig Curb Your Enthusiasm that much is because he doesn't like how uncomfortable the situations are and how they make you feel. Uh huh. Uh huh. Speaking of uncomfortable situations, I binge watched The Girlfriend Experience on Star. Oh yes. How is that? Yeah. Um, Riley Keough really pulled it off. Nice. She was fantastic. Um, and I thought it was a really good character study about a really just narcissistic Mm -hmm. um lost little girl in the big city um who loses herself in this big bad world of um of uh, high class prostitution Mm. so i thought it was really well done it was a total total steven soderbergh um style i mean he executive produced it so he didn't necessarily write or direct it but it was definitely definitely like that type of style of everything's in natural lighting Mm -hmm. the script is very real i mean um I, i bet half of that stuff was improvised the acting the the writing the 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 dramatic arc was was eh. I don't know. It kept me going. I mean, it's like 13 episodes and yeah. I, I watched that shit. And what is it getting like, a second season, Roxy? Um, you know what? I think it's going to be an anthology. So they're probably going to do a whole new cast and, and it's going to be oh, a second okay. season with a, a new new characters and things like that. I think that was the we intention. got all new hookers. All <laughs> got new, new hookers. hookers. We're going to the east. We're going to the West Coast like in True Detective. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I Hey Brian, you want to sell me some of, of those drag queens you had from earlier? <laughs> you want to feel dead inside? Go watch Girlfriend Experience. <laughs> All yeah. right then. <laughs> I've seen the first okay. couple episodes and it's pretty uh, rough. God, I've never seen Elvis's granddaughter get banged so much in the span of so <laughs> wow. many minutes. That girl can have sex. Wow. Jesus. All right. <laughs> it's not porn. It's just TV. Now. <laughs> it's not porn. It's HBO. <laughs> exactly. That's where it's going. Hey, whoa, 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 that's, that's Showtime. Like but no, it's premium cable. Stars. Stars, okay. Yeah. Stars. It's just premium cable, period. Sure. Yeah. I can't yeah. even keep track of what movies I'm watching on what channels anymore because I, <laughs> I just basically go through the on-demand of like yeah. what free movies are there and I, I, just, I just set them to like record at whatever times. There's and only stuff. so many times you can watch Monsters University yeah. before it gets old. Yeah. Like I finally, <laughs> I finally it's saw on there. Foxcatcher. It's been on there forever. <laughs> that yeah. and fucking Captain America. Yeah. What? No, I yeah. finally saw Foxcatcher thanks to oh, on, de- oh. on demand somewhere. You know how many documentaries about that fucking story come out like out of the woodwork every year? It's really? Stupid. Well, they just this did is another one. literally Team the first Foxcatcher. time, like first time no. I ever saw anything about that story. I was There's like, like what three is different this? Netflix documentaries, like a couple different ESPN documentaries. Sure. It's ridiculous. There's oh. so much coverage. Oh, speaking of ESPN documentaries. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, Made in America, O.J. Simpson. Ooh. Oh, I watched all five parts of that. Yeah. Oh. I heard it's awesome. Is it fucked up? Oh, I heard David Schwimmer's wanna, awesome If you want to go on an emotional roller coaster, oh, yeah? that is the shit. Damn, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Take your recommendation. You were just reminding me of something, because speaking of Foxcatcher, it's it's going to sound like a tangent, but I'll bring it home, I promise. Um, <laughs> I, I, got, I was doing some research one day, and I wanted to see, learn a little more about... Um, a very famous acting teacher. She's known as Stella Adler. She trained Brando. Yeah, De Niro. the Adler technique. And uh, yeah, well, she well she was the only American who studied directly with Stanislavski. Awesome. So um, she actually kind of understood his ideas more than the people who invented method acting did. Uh, anyway, she they did a great um, PBS special on her that's available on demand, oh. and I watched it. And she when uh, when video technology became readily available, she videotaped all of her lessons. And her teachers to this day of their, at her acting school use those as a as a basis to do their own lessons from. And I saw her, this one actor doing a scene with them. And I'm like, this, why does he look familiar? And she was 
taking him to task because he was just not prepared and he was not playing the character correctly. And just looking at this guy, he's just and he's taken it. I'm like, holy shit. That's Mark Ruffalo. No. Really? It's like an 18-year-old yeah. Mark Ruffalo. What? Who is just this young actor who was, I guess, undisciplined at that point, who huh. was just being taken oh, to task. And Mark Ruffalo. Clearly, whatever she did fucking worked because oh, shit. look at all yeah, of his work say, recently. Yeah, seriously. Dude, in the span I just of two years, he was yeah. a lead actor in two movies that were nominated for Oscars, one that yeah. won Best Picture, and he was the goddamn Hulk in an Avengers movie. Yeah. How better can you get? I that just rewatched Shutter Island. So, oh, yeah? like, that? dude. Ooh. Yeah, really was it good, good the second time around. Yes, better good. the second time. Good. around. Good, yeah, okay, much better. Yeah. I actually really love him in um, the kids are all right. Yeah, yeah, That's such a good. Oh one. yeah, it's a it's a sad he's story. So but... good. Isn't at he? Indie dramas. In, isn't he an infinitely polar bear? Yes, I yes. have that one on my DVR that I'm waiting That's to watch. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he just he that just came out yeah. with him. Um, and in the cut, <laughs> that's one of Sean's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ma Meg Ryan's titties. He's full frontal on that one. He's full frontal. So shit. So I do want to back up though, okay, and re-emphasize that you guys have to watch the OJ Made in America series. Okay. <laughs> I know, I want to yes, see that yeah, shit. Right? It, yeah, it's it's definitely on demand. Oh, nice. um, it was so damn intense because basically you're watching not only the evolution of OJ, but you're also watching like they put it in the context of the civil rights movement yeah. and why when OJ's trial was so important, right, and how they were able to. Like how the political swing on it really like impacted the verdict and everything like that, and Damn. it was so intense to watch this. And like, uh, like because I, I watched it with Reed, and like we were just debating so many things because he knows a lot about the legal system. He works for a law office, and like yeah. so we were just like kind of going all over the place, just like enthralled by this story. So <gasps> everybody really needs to watch it. It's awesome. I just started watching. Um, the Night of, which is a new HBO series, mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's it's a procedural crime okay. drama, um, and it's, mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with racial tension because the protagonist, yeah. the guy who's um, in trouble, he's a uh, Pakistani, I believe. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's based in New York. I mean, it, it just yeah. got started. Stanley Tucci, not Stanley Tucci. Um, fuck, what's his name? He's really really good. Uh, Italian actor. The night of, come back to me. I'll I'll figure it out. Um, okay. Okay. I, I remember seeing the show. Just throw for Italian it. actors at her, everybody. De Niro. No, shut no, up. No, it's not De Niro. Stallone. <laughs> um, Pesci. Um, I saw the trailer for it when <laughs> I was watching the Game of Thrones finale, and it looked really interesting. It looked wow. Um, we all actually, get it, Brian. You oh, saw Westworld? the Game of Thrones finale. Westworld. West. <gasps> Westworld's gonna be sick. That looks so. Dude. Good. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. The trailer for it was right before the Game of Thrones finale. Oh, oh so it, that didn't play on mine because okay. I, I was streaming it. Okay. So I wasn't. Yeah. John sure. Turturro. Oh, oh John, John Turturro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, De I definitely want to see Westworld when it comes out. I, think. Yeah. I heard this is the second attempt to bring it to the big screen. So There's been, it's been in development hell forever. It's been, yeah. yeah, for over fifteen well, no, years. But yeah. but there was another version that that made it to like a season or something like that a TV show but, like a long time ago or something yeah. like that oh, but it was it was a TV show I think follow up or like a spin off based off of the movie but it, yeah it, you're talking about yeah. the original with Yul Brenner yeah yeah that is the only film version that right, has been made right. so I am fucking stoked yeah it looks sounds really cool um cuz the premise is supposed to be kind of like you go to any like it's the idea is that there's not just Westworld there's other worlds too but this is like you go to this Come in. Who's at the door, everyone? Oh, 
Do we have a special hello. guest? Hey. Hello. How are you? This is like a Christmas special I'm all of a sudden. I'm here. Your mic's not turned Done. on, though. We have to activate your mic. Hold on. And we have to get you headphones so you can hear Sean. Activating microphone. Eric is joining us in the nerd cave. Woohoo! Woo How are you, darling? Hi, Sean. What if? Hi, so, Eric. I don't get to see you often, so this is a treat. I love your little tiny head on the screen here. You're you're adorable. Although I don't sound excited, it's from years of persecution and unloving action. Isn't his, oh isn't his ever increasingly full, sized forehead look so amazing? He looks uh, like he looks like a little does. grape. It is sunburnt currently, <laughs> due to the sun hating my life. Hating me, <laughs> Eric. What have you seen lately? Uh. With lots of cars and movie wise. Movie oh, what have uh, you seen on the show tonight, Eric? Uh, Somebody actually is catching uh, up on Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I I watched that. Oh, and it was really good. Yeah, and I liked it. Yeah, and, uh, and now I want to do a podcast about it because it was well, actually really interesting. <laughs> okay, but it was a very it was I mean good yeah. for you. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of movies lately. I've been oh. I've been running around up at the observatory and, and and doing a lot of work, and I haven't had a lot of time. Rest in for peace, movies. Anton Yelkin. Yeah, that was a we, we didn't talk about that, you know. huge bummer. Yeah, that is a huge bummer. Uh, huge yeah. bummer, and also very controversial because apparently Jeep. That's a the, the they issue got that, recalled. Well, no, that was that is a recalled model that had, oh, and yeah. this is now yeah. the biggest casualty of that. Could and so, so apparently, what we now know the situation is because they made the details more prevalent a couple of days after his death is that he had put the car in. Um, Park. park. Yeah. I think he went to his mailbox or whatever, yeah. and the car pulled out of park, rolled up, and he got basically run pinned. into by his yeah. own car, pinned up against. And he, I think, pretty much, I don't think it killed him instantly, but he was probably trapped there for a few hours he before was he died. He asphyxiated. Yeah. 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 Awful. The reason I brought it up is because I know you have much of a Trekkie you are. I know. So. I know. Very yeah. sad. He was, guys, he was... can we not make light of, of people dying because of cars? We haven't <laughs> done that once this episode. <laughs> You didn't hear the open. The open was totally disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely disrespectful. So, uh, also, but the big news is that Sulu is going to be gay. Yeah. And you know what? I'm with uh, I'm with George Takei on this. I don't I don't think that's like okay. Here's my yeah, take on kosher. it. Well, have gay uh, characters. That's fine. Uh, Star Trek has been flirting with that in the classic series for a long time, and they've had openly. Uh, gay relationships. Even Riker went and had like not quite gay relationship. It could have gone either way, literally, because the species was either way. But uh, <laughs> what you know, what I think is um, troubling about just picking the Sulu character is because George Takei is a you know very openly gay and and huge proponent of the L- LGBT uh, uh, community community, and it just seems kind of like. Yeah. Too you know? obvious? Well, I mean, well, yeah, and it's like, you know, talk to George first, because it really was the character that he made. Maybe run that decision by and say, hey, this well, is what we're did. thinking. And he gave, he expressed his concerns in the studio, just dis- disagreed with them. So. And that's really, to my opinion, not okay. And and they could have they done something, anyway. uh, they could have definitely had a, a, a gay cust- or gay customer, <laughs> sorry. Gay character? I came from work. Uh, a gay uh, character... And they could have done it way earlier than this. Why is this a third movie edition? Well, Why didn't we have this I think going? I think you know? it's part, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna gonna defend Simon Pegg on this just a little bit. Yeah. Because um, I do totally respect where George Takei is coming from, um, especially because you know he is so familiar with that character. And if that's not a way, and also he ever- with Roddenberry as a person too, yeah. Roddenberry's yeah. intentions. 
And if that's not something he ever perceived for that character, then I understand. But at, at the same time, I think Simon Pegg, the reason why it's happening now is because people are far more outspoken right now. And I think yeah. he's absolutely listening to the listening to the times and trying to be progressive. And I'm going to applaud him for that. And I also appreciate him not creating a new character to crowbar it in there. For the sake of tokenism, basically. Yeah. But here's the thing. Then why didn't we just ah! do that in 2009? Hold on, Sean. <laughs> I know. I'm holding. <laughs> why didn't we just do that in 2009 when, when Star Trek was rebooted Again, the way I'm it was? Again, I'm feeling... Because the tone even in 2009 was different. Okay. Here's the other thing. Sean, well, I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> I have to say I have to say this. The other thing that bugs me about this is because it continues to insult the Prime Universe because... Sulu was married and had a kid in the Prime Universe, and if you're if you're gay, you're gay. You're I mean, I, I believe anyway. You're 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 gay your whole life. You're born yeah. that way. That's who you are. It's your yeah. He's well, gay so, with a kid in this universe. Okay, wait. Does Brian, he have a kid? Wait, yeah. What that's I was what they gonna say. say oh, I didn't before know. Eric gave me that piece of information that I didn't know was if if the character didn't have any designation either way in the past. We wouldn't even be having this conversation if they decided to make the character straight. So he's yeah, there's a he's, huge argument on yeah, that point. So but he, if he if he already had a backstory like that, uh well, then it seems like. Hang on a second. Didn't they also reference his wife and kid in Into Darkness? Isn't there like a, a brief moment where like you see like a picture no. of his wife in, in no. soap? No, he's nope. he, he's gay with a husband and a child in this one. Right. So this is, uh, but the, keep in mind that this is the Kelvin timeline. And someone made the counter argument too that in alternate Marvel universes, Wolverine has had a male relationship. So it's like it, this is not unprecedented in the realm of fantasy and science fiction. It's how you, I guess, what to me because this actually was brought up very heavily on the, yeah. the Facebook page, a lot of replies and uh, great discussion around it. Is you have to look at maybe how Star Trek views space time. If the Kelvin event created ripples backward and forward in time or if Sulu was around at the same time or slightly after that happening that universe is just gonna, everything that's going to happen in that universe is going to happen slightly differently not just related to Kirk's storyline or that kind of thing so I don't know I mean if if you want to argue that the split happens you know after it's a good argument know, or like with the events of that first movie that that's when the split happens and I mean there's yeah it could have been that he's either gay or he could have Bisexual, so yeah, you it know. It all depends whatever. on when Sulu was born. Is the question was Sulu yeah. born after or before the Kelvin event? And if he was born after the Kelvin event, well, Sulu is younger uh, than Kirk, so, so that then, would yes. make yeah. sense. So yeah. I mean, it's, so it's, the dice fell this way. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, I just, I just don't like this version of Star Trek. I know you don't like the Kelvin. In the darkness, one. just killed it for me. You know, yeah. they had fun with the first movie. They could have done so much better, and then they, uh, and then they screwed the pooch. But you're still going to see Star Trek Beyond, though. Because it's Star Trek. This might be the first Star Trek movie <gasps> don't say in that. my lifetime oh my. that I will skip in the theater. Don't, don't, what? Don't, don't say that, man. Tonight has been a night of revelations. Because, don't get me wrong. You you are the outright defender of, you love all Star Trek, you just love certain Star Trek a little bit less. Yeah, I know. You have to give it at least a chance, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to go back and, you know, voluntarily watch some of the worst episodes of Star Trek because they're terrible episodes of Star Trek. I watch them because I'm watching the entire series in a run and I can't not watch an episode. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm just so disenchanted with where the franchise is going right now. And for someone like me to say that, and, 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 and I was yeah. pissed when that first trailer came out. 
You all heard my reaction mm-hmm. on the thread. It right, was no, not good. No, well, and under but understanding that you were not the only person who had that opinion. Yeah. And also understanding that voices have like everything's been heard now up to this point. Like all those fans that screamed into the ether were heard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a chance that they're going to try and make it up to you a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's just a Star Trek f- film should not make me feel like, you know, the 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 uh, the Exodus movies and sure. stuff that you guys try to make me go see because they're so historically inaccurate. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, 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 that should not be the feeling that I get from yeah. Star Trek. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping yeah. maybe this will be different. Yeah. And I'm also really hoping that the TV series that's coming out is oh, going yeah. to redeem my faith. Yeah, uh, I hope so. It, because this, this this is the closest thing I have to a religion, ladies and gentlemen. Aww. Yeah, it really and, and and my religion is I'm in an existential crisis because of this movie. If it yeah. makes you feel any better, Eric, Eric, I, I Eric fell if you could sit God's through Nemesis again, you're going to be fine. Okay, yeah. I <laughs> I think to your point that you made about True. like you don't deliberately go and watch the the lesser versions, the lesser episodes of Star Trek. Obviously. No one's gonna watch Code of Honor after they've seen it no, the first time. No, oh no, no, no. But but <laughs> no, 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 at no, the no. same point, you didn't know it was bad until you'd seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. So, but I didn't have a trailer for it either. Yeah. Fair, but at the same time, you know, trailers, and, and I was like trailers six. are rarely created by directors of movies. Anymore. No, they actually they yeah. actually hire post houses to cut the movie based off of the footage they're given. Mm-hmm. Then we need to change that in Hollywood mm-hmm. because you know oh, what? Yeah. It's ruining my experiences at the movies. No, no, no. no. I just read a really interesting article on Crack that was like, how you never know if a movie's actually going to be good or not based on the trailer. And yeah. like that was one of them. It was like, because oh. marketing people are the ones who create the trailers and they don't understand yeah. jack shit about what's going on. Plus, why are we getting trailers before the script is even done yet? Yeah, and I, I, I And I, I no agree. longer believe Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Oh, no, not yeah. at all. Because of It Follows. Yeah. <laughs> it mm. follows that movie oh fuck that fucking movie <laughs> oh so you loved it or you hated it I fucking hated that movie Dave, you liked it Dave, Dave loved it Dave loved it <laughs> thought it was horrid well he liked it I shouldn't say he loved it he thought, it, he thought it was entertaining odd taste okay <laughs> he does sometimes have odd taste yes I could have watched a, have a PSA announcement taste. about sexually transmitted diseases uh-huh. you know last maybe five minutes and that would have been that would have been equivalent to what I got Could out of that just movie. watched teeth Eric. <laughs> Sean you had a counterpoint about Star Trek that we totally like ran over I'm sorry no I, I said it oh, you did okay sorry uh, yeah um, I'll shut up now no it's fine That's it's okay. good to have you on the show yeah. we always like having surprise guests no it's, it's been like 700 episodes since I've been here uh, uh, this well, is episode prob- 153 well 700 in dog years yeah. has been a minute since Christmas Carol hasn't it Holy shit! Wow, well, yeah. yeah, we get to does. swear on the radio on Nerds on yeah. History. Yeah, like, fuck, fuck, was fuck, that the last fuck. time he was on? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Eric, we gotta ago. get you back for another fucking reverse movie quote episode. The Bizarro movie quotes. Yeah, our trivia. That was yeah. really oh, fun. Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> that was a great time. Yeah. Oh, and so many more movies have come you just, out. Dude, you, you just missed it. The last episode we just did yeah. was us admitting movies we haven't seen. Yeah, it, was it like got from heated the, from the AFI's top one hundred. It got heated. Wow, we like we we opened up our own shame and just yeah. laid it all out of the and table. Wait, we thought it was a safe zone? Nope. Nope. We People were like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian yeah. hasn't seen Silence of the Lambs, Eric. I almost smacked him. I, I know! Smacked him. <laughs> wait, wait. Don't tell him. <laughs> That's don't, what I fucking don't, said. Don't, don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him what? The other movie I haven't seen. Tell me. Which one? There were a bunch. You had seen the, the least... The one that you said that would get me kicked out of his house if I told him. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, I have to know. Space oh, Odyssey. he's never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, Eric, let the hate flow through you. It's <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my God. This is a safe <laughs> place, so picture. let it out. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. He looks like he just saw his whole family dead. 
I'm like literally tearing up right now. The, br- the Brickmont version. This is too much, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Wow. You'll have to actually listen to that one. Wow. Well, so now enjoy this podcast because it's the only one because they'll refuse to work with each other from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be recording my pod, my Nerds in History from home now. <laughs> but but, but naturally, fighting. Nat- naturally, you've seen 2010, the year we made contact, though, right? No. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. if you had seen that and not 2001, I would reach across the table and slap <laughs> and then just shit out of you. It's like my hands just flew from out of my arms and just started strangling him. I don't even know what happened. What we did agree to, however, is mm. to see some of the films that we haven't. Yeah, we resolved. And oh. Eric, actually, Brian might go see Alien. Sean, Sean said that he wants me to see Alien. I'm working yeah. on it. Can I be there? What I the know. fuck? No, I created an intricate plan. <laughs> he, he, he did. A plot trick. But actually, I've been... <laughs> I've been working on myself towards like saying I need to eventually see this movie. Y- you know, there's like a total of 14 minutes of actual screen time of the alien. Like, there's manage. really not that much, and most of it's in he the said shadows. That. And he it's, knows 14 yeah. minutes yeah. too long. Yeah, I said 10 minutes a day, and you'll get somewhere. Yeah, if anyway. I if I can read the news and you know like voluntarily watch videos of Donald Trump speaking, then you can you can do this. You can you really do it, Brian. Right? It is a crazy world we are living in now. Yeah. I mean. Sorry, like seeing. I mean, I don't. I don't. I really don't mean to get political, but like, fuck. We just saw someone get murdered on Facebook Live. Yeah, that is fucking crazy. Well, if you clicked it, I chose not to. I, I chose also not. It to was watch captured it. on Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Things are crazy, but luckily we have things like like movies and television to keep some sense of sanity and sense of perspective. In and honestly, world. and it's a good way for people to expose and dialogue and all that other That's stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean. Movie, I, for me, I, I mean, art has always been the reflection of, of culture, right? There you go. Of society. And I think that even with the cultural shift toward escapism with superhero films and things like that. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go now. Oh, yes. don't even get yeah, me Pokemon started on Pokemon Go. Watch. Hey, actually, apparently Pokemon Go is really good for mental health. Yeah. But really bad for paying attention to where you're going. Guys, yeah, but I, you're driving. I give it less than five years before you. there's a Pokemon movie. It's gonna like a live action Pokemon. A live sure. action, eh? Yeah. yeah. But um, it's all an augmented reality and you watch it on your phones <laughs> and you have to walk to different places yeah. oh to watch God. the different scenes. Maybe. You guys saw the True. thing that uh, Brett loves what? Did you tug- Sneeze, yeah, I sneezed because, but right before I sneezed because I think the Lord was telling me not to say what I was going to say. But <laughs> okay. I say it anyway. So I'm really hoping that Pokemon Go that they, you know, they cast it properly and have, you know, like Christian Bale play Ash or maybe like <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so just you know, being racially accurate. Oh my God! You guys, Brett, let's talk to us in this meme. It says it's 2020. Pokemon Go has been out for four years. There are hundreds of gyms all over the world. Laziness is at an all-time low. Presidential candidates uh, are chosen via Pokemon battle. Oh Healthcare is free. More jobs opened up. Scientists are creating actual Pokemon. Everyone is happy. The new era has begun. Oh if God. I could go to Kaiser and get a potion, that'd be sweet i know I mean, right <laughs> be interesting that ingrown toenail um, potion but i mean to be serious for a moment like i i think there's a value i think there's even a value to the oversaturation that we've gotten with with all that stuff with all the kinds of entertainment gamification yeah uh, appification you know uh even like in the superhero movies like porn the, hubification porn <laughs> hubification yeah, or corn hub I on mean, april super- fools <laughs> I we need those stories. We need, yeah. and I think superhero movies in particular. The reason why they're catching on now is we need heroes to look up to because yeah. we feel powerless. Mm-hmm. That is exactly why Superman 
and Batman were big because they were born out of the Great Depression. They were born out of people who felt desperate and yeah. powerless, and these were people who were doing something yeah. about still it. Still not making this a fucking superhero. But I, podcast, yeah, because every time like we to... look up to a hero, it turns out they were cheating. Thanks, Lance Armstrong. I, the way I like to think about it right <laughs> now, thanks Barry is Bonds, that, is that if we were able to get out of the 1960s and the early 70s and be better for it, perfect? No, far from it. But if we were able to get out of that better for it and learn and still grow forward and go in a nice trajectory, there is still hope for right now. This is not a time to be hopeless. This is a time mm-hmm. where people have a louder voice than they've ever had before. Especially and a way easier mm-hmm. way to access. Yes. We're living in the best voice. time. We're yeah. living in the best time. The thing time is that right we're now. still finding our comfort zone with all that. That's right. Sure. Yeah, we... we it's always going to be an adjustment. Everyone right? is always saying, oh, fuck social media. We, we're, we're less connected than we've ever been. No, we're more connected. But the thing is that... We're overconnected. The, the, you know what? This is actually a good thing, especially with... I, I know what we, we've... Say he who must not be named, but with the rise of Donald Trump as a presidential candidate, what that has done, the positive of that, is that it's taken people who have been closeted bigots mm-hmm. and brought them out into the open now. Well, and now we yes. are aware of them. And and again, that's the, you know, here's the thing. Secret racism has been a thing since television. Yeah. And that's because television and the rise of the mm-hmm. of the most of the the original wave, right, of the civil rights movement because it's still going on. It's just going in waves. That made it very unpopular to be a racist bigot. You could get away with saying all this kind of stuff in the workplace back in the 1950s, but as soon as it became unpopular to do so on television, uh, then you you now are holding yourself to a higher moral code. And uh, and those conversations and thoughts and feelings weren't stopping. They were just not being public. And then it takes a public figure to go out there and say those things to start bringing the uh, the courage out of these people to go out there and be these yeah. horrible folks. And uh, and the internet has already been doing that for a long time. If you go into any tra- chat room, you'll see the N-word, I don't know how many times. You'll see, you know, yeah. uh, all the F-words. And you go on words. Tumblr and you all see kind of racial epithets, yeah. Right, because you have this this invisible cu- uh, bravery that comes from it, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not being... You're not being judged yeah. by your by your family, by your clergy people, by your coworkers, by yourself, because mm-hmm. you are a different person. You're a persona. You can justify your things you say by saying, "Oh, they're not really me. That's just me online," mm-hmm. and uh, and it's scary. And Brian and everyone, really, kudos because this is probably one of the most uh, significant social conversations that we've ever had on Nerds on Film. And I've never thought of it that way, that the, the superhero rise is really because we, at this time of, of such public decadence that's just constantly being thrown yeah. out at us, yeah. need something to uh, to raise our, our spirits mm-hmm. to remind us. And this yeah. is, and I quote Captain Janeway, mm. even the word hopeless has hope word, in it. Yeah, the, totally. And, I don't, and to me, clar- clarify one last thing with that, I don't just mean costumed heroes. Star Wars, yeah, absolutely yeah. relevant. Star Trek, absolutely mm-hmm. ties into that. We are developing now, and we are calling back to a lexicon of modern folk heroes. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they are. Some of them are costume superheroes. Some of them are space explorers. Some of them are warrior monks, like you get mm. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And remake the shit out of them. It's fine. Just like everyone had re- a retelling of Cinderella and Red R- Riding Hood and, and Oedipus they, Rex and back in the And sometimes they are people who bust ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Which apparently 73% <laughs> rating on yeah. the tomato meter mm-hmm. should be interesting. But you know what, Brian? You know what? 
We don't need another hero. Hero. <laughs> we don't need another way home. Way to bring it back from a year ago. <laughs> a year ago we did You're that welcome. joke. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to smile politely and no one can hear it. <laughs> XP on Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. That was Tina Turner. Come on, Eric. I thought everybody was saying that they don't want any more lamb inside of a pita bread. I don't want what? another year. Who the hell said that? They should be <laughs> shot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, got it. I, 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 I think, like, took a minute. He's like, I, I think the final thing we, before we get into feedback is just to say that I know all of us in the nerd cave here are... We're saddened by what's been happening recently, which is yeah. it's just often, but it's, it's unspeakable. But the <laughs> it's, it's like, but course. the but the as cliche as it sounds, I do believe that it's always darkest before dawn. Mm-hmm. Belief, and so and uh, you're and don't just sit around and uselessly wait for dawn. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Take, be proactive. Exercise your voice. Stay woke, America. Exercise your voice. Just Get make involved. Sure the label's still there, so I don't forget that it's my bag of fears. Oh, oh yeah, God. sorry. I was trying to use it as a fan because that's fucking not a very good here. fan. Yeah. Um, Do anyway. what you can to be active yeah, and thanks. to check your privilege and to mm-hmm. be an advocate. Yep. Yeah, and privilege is not a bad thing. No, but privilege, being aware of it but is being a good a, thing. But being aware of it is very yes. important. We are all honestly privileged that, that we have enough income to be able to make this podcast yeah, yeah. And not and, just yeah. income but just just ability period time. exactly remember time, D- attitude B- interest yeah. yeah dbd three letters remember this for your the rest of your life dbd don't be and i just put the on uh, there a dick don't yeah. be a dick yeah. There's, or don't be yeah. a do-nothing bitch. Just If you think that, you know, <laughs> things are bad now, just remember that there are still people in this world who yes. are using flattened bottles of water <laughs> as shoes. Yeah. Yep. And are grateful that they have flattened balls of water so that they don't have to walk on bare feet. And do you like yeah. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and if you and guys are the out helpers. there listening to this yeah. podcast via mobile device or computer, you guys are all pretty privileged, too. That's so right. you should probably take a little bit of that income. Go to the donate button on anatomy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes! No. You fucking no, 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 no. <laughs> Good segue, um, sir. What? Uh, we had them in the palm of our hands, Brian. You well, fucked it up. <laughs> with that, let's let's segue on to some feedback, shall we? Listener feedback. Yeah. We've got one that I want to share. It was from mid-June. Um, Bill, who engages us directly through the messaging on our Facebook page, uh, said, going through the old episodes, and I have the best bit of trivia. When you guys talked about Superstar, grown, uh, Molly Shannon, like Kevin, is from Shaker Heights, and the school is based on her private school where she went. Oh, Good stuff. She was, of course, referring to Kevin Sutorius, or he's referring to Kevin Sutorius, who's no longer on the show. Sutorius! <laughs> that was the, the big one. We actually got some Twitter stuff, but that's more for Nerds on History, but... Um, we just wanted to give you that little nugget because we gave you just such so much content in the episode. We didn't really have time for anything else. Yeah. yeah. Until next time. But, you know, Sarah, tell our listeners, how can they give us feedback? Uh, if you just yell it really loudly. <laughs> yeah. Carrier pigeon uses. That's yeah. what I do. Too. Just Shout yell your phone. super mm-hmm. duper loudly. We'll get it eventually. Voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to nerdonomy.com and you click that talk to us button, it will send an email right to our inboxes. Um, if you're just kicking around on the website, you can see the number for the voicemail. You can also find the number for a PO box if you feel like sending us an old school letter or something like that, like cut out magazine letters. Please style. let us know when you do, though, because we don't check it every 
week. Yeah. So um, let us know that it's coming. You don't have to give us a tracking number or anything, but just let us know that it's on its way. Um, and then also you can go and hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook if mm-hmm. you just search for Nerdonomy. Um, but if you happen to be at our website and you want to, I don't know, rock a t-shirt and go to our store, buy um, some merch, that would be really rad. But the most important thing you can do is spread the word nerd like a bird turd. Go on iTunes, give us a review, <laughs> and uh, tell your friends all about us. Can I say something? Yeah. I, I, I want to say something very serious. If you are playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> and you know you probably are while you listen to this podcast, be safe. Please you know? be safe. Don't 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 walk into traffic. Don't walk into people's personal property. Don't do that. You're gonna get shot. Don't walk around in the woods looking for your Pidgeotto and then you get your your fucking head blown off. Like don't do that. And you know what? If you find a dead body, inform the police right away because someone's looking for them. And you know, I, I think mean, so, I think someone did find a dead body. They did. Yeah. 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 And please don't Pokemon Go and drive. Yeah. 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 Just because it's Go doesn't mean you need to do it at all times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did go on a really nice nature hike in Pokemon Go with my friend, and we felt like the mo- the biggest nerds ever. We had the most fun doing it. This is like half fucking... of the United States, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you did well. We did. We had a fun time, and we did it safely. Yeah. So I will advocate for doing it outside, but in a designated area. Yeah. Sean? <laughs> yes, those wise words apply to other areas as oh, well yes, of they your do. life. Mm-hmm. Do it outside in a designated, specific, designated area. <laughs> but don't be a dummy. Come on, Tommy. Sean? I'm going to have to say, fuck you guys. If any of our listeners find a dead body, you email me first with some <laughs> coordinates. <laughs> oh Give me gosh. the coordinates. Yeah. And a picture. <laughs> and a picture. Oh, uh, yeah, I kind of want to know what I'm getting myself into. It's kind of like Craigslist hookups. You're like, I want to know exactly what I'll be fucking before I fuck. I mean, I'm not going to. Not the bu- I want to see the good. Uh, wow. So All right. Anyway. I, I okay, I do have a serious question. What the hell was this episode about? It was a topicless episode. <laughs> it was actually topicless topicless episode. Oh, I came the perfect time. Yeah, yeah you joined us you perfectly. I think you title. What the hell was this episode about? I love it. <laughs> Done. Um... Guys, it is that time, so until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. I will be back. <laughs> Later. Peace. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Oh, my. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Uh, Hallelujah.